Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus edition of Locked on Lakers. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, what's better than being 500? How about one game over? The Lakers get arguably their biggest win of the season, and things are looking good. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes, as you can tell, on Saturday as well. Always free, never behind a paywall. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to engage with a community of Lakers fans, over 14,000 strong. Uh, do want to let people know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Andy, going into Friday's game in Minnesota, we kind of talked about this as one of those like fulcrum games. Like, I think both of us were feeling pretty comfortable that especially given – you know, you got a game against Houston. You've got two left against uh, Utah, who are pretty much done, I think, for the year. Uh, they they banked that game against Chicago on Wednesday. Uh, but if you want to kind of keep moving up and keep scaring people and and really creating this sort of legitimacy around the group that you have, if you're the Lakers, this was the game. Minnesota on Friday was the game to do it. You win that game. You take over seven the seventh spot in the in the league and. Man alive, this Lakers played a dominant second half um, to come back and take this game in what I would argue is as big a win, if nothing else, as any they've had this season. Yeah, I mean, first of all, 123-111 win over the Wolves in Minnesota. The first win against Minnesota this season and only the second win against Minnesota in the last two seasons combined. Um this is the first time, Brian, the Lakers, who are now 39 and 38, above 500, this is the first time they have been above 500 since January 9th, 2022. Like, we are almost stretching back to the recesses of late 2021 before this team was actually one game above 500. It's been a minute. And, but you know, Andy, this you know the one game over five hundred. It doesn't sound impressive by itself. But now the Lakers, I believe, since the trade deadline, are fourteen and seven, uh, which is among the best records in the Western Conference. They've done a lot of that without LeBron James on the floor, um, and it it is official. You know, look, a lot of basketball to play. I don't know where they're going to finish. I don't know what's going to happen. Guys could get hurt. Anthony Davis tweaked an ankle on Friday, which we will talk about. He did finish the game, and man alive, was he good. Uh, but, you know, it it reinforced the fragility of all of this. But I, I'm sorry. It's not homerism. It's not anything. People who watch this show know that that is not how we operate. There is no freaking way anybody wants to play this team in the playoffs. Not that the Lakers are unbeatable. I'm just saying – this is not a team that you would want to play healthy LeBron, healthy AD, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reed. Like this, this is not a team people would want in the playoffs. Yeah, the thing that I keep emphasizing, I've been saying this since the trade deadline, before, Brian, we even saw this group play. This is a completely different team. 
Correct. And you have to throw out everything that happened before this. I mean, frankly, not that fans wouldn't want to anyway, because what what are we clinging to? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you could, if you could have your brain scrubbed for the last season and a half or do like the men in black flashy red light thing, Mm -hmm. people would do that in a heartbeat. So I, I, this, even if the team wasn't playing well right now, you just do it on principle because why would anybody want to remember that? Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I think selling anybody, uh, you know, a, ba- a bill of goods they wouldn't want anyway. But it's it's really the truth. Like there may not be enough time for them to, you know, forge a championship form. Like these things usually take you know, far more than like thirty games of a completely reassembled roster. You know, maybe ten that have the entire roster. That's typically not how things work. And there is a fragility that's going to hang over the Lakers for however, I was going to say, for however long this season lasts, but frankly, however long the LeBron AD era lasts. Yes, correct. But it doesn't change the fact that this is a legit roster, period. It is. And, you know, you look at Friday's win and break down – what was going on, who contributed, all of these things. And Darvin Ham, um, I was a little surprised. I mean, I, mean, I guess it depends on how you, you want to break down. Like, you know, Malik Beasley played 10 minutes. Uh, Troy Brown played uh, almost nine. So you have Neither two played guys. the second half at all. Yeah, neither one of them. Correct. Neither one of them played the second half. So you have two guys who are kind of playing one person's worth of minutes. Um, but, you know, Darvin did actually roll with 10 players. 10 players did take the floor on Friday, and obviously you look at Anthony Davis. That's where it starts, 15 of 26 from the floor, 8 of 10 from the line, 17 rebounds, 2 blocks, 38 points, a dominating stretch down the, you know, dominating down the stretch despite playing on a squishy ankle. Um, you know, LeBron was not particularly efficient from the field, but still had 10 rebounds and 6 assists and 2 blocks and a steal. And um, You know, D'Angelo Russell in his return had 10 assists and uh, Jared Vanderbilt had 12 points. That's five, you know, four or five more than his average. You know, 15 for Reeves and Beasley, who did not play, as you say, in the second half, made a big impact, though, when he played in the first with uh, six rebounds and more importantly, three of four from three point range. Um, Rui Hachimura had a really nice run, you know, not a statistically, um, you know, something that jumps off the page, but was part of a big second half run defensively for the Lakers. His defense on Carl Anthony Towns was a game changer. Yeah, it was really good. It was game changer. It was a plus 20, Andy, in 21 minutes, which is not easy to do. Um, and so you look at it, and it's it's to your point about the roster. It's not Anthony Davis is playing back at that MVP level, which he is, and it's necessary for the Lakers, as we've discussed all year long. But it's the roster. You know, Troy Brown, okay, didn't do much tonight. Um, but up and down this this whole thing, everyone did something. And it, it I'm not saying the role guys are going to be great every night. You know, there have been plenty of nights where they weren't. But it's a much more reliable group. It's a much more balanced group. And it's not one where if, you know, LeBron was not superhuman, for example, um, and they they were dominant in the second half, and like it, it's just it it is it, it's a it's a fun place to be, just because, like you say, it's been so ugly and so bad, 
And now you can really legitimately, you don't have to squint to, to see the potential for something fun over the next, you know, three, four, five weeks. I mean, that that's the overarching, really optimistic uh, picture for, you know, for this game. But, you know, breaking down, you know, more granularly what happened, th- that second half, first of all, Darwin made a really good adjustment, like you were alluding to, with without – Without playing Malik Beasley and uh, Troy Brown, what that really was specifically was Darvin recognizing that Minnesota is a really big, really long team beyond what obviously just comes with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. They're just very big, very long, very athletic across the board. So he, you know, I've been calling for Rui Hachimura to play more anyway, but this was a game where I think Darvin very correctly, very astutely recognized. I need somebody out here of his size and his athleticism, what he can bring defensively. Like I mentioned before, he there were many possessions where Carl Anthony Towns could not back him down, could not body him, could not get around him. And as great a player as Cat is, he is somebody that you can frustrate into mm-hmm. settling for jumpers. And he's not necessarily looking to drive a ton anyway. Dennis Schroeder's defense in the second half was absolutely effing electric and disruptive. I thought Rui and Dennis in particular really helped catalyze that second half. Wendy and Gabriel had some really good effort moments. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt did a very good job, I think, bothering Anthony Edwards. Darvin talked about that after the game. But the second half, the offense, I mean, we, we talked about like D'Angelo Russell had 10 assists. Six came in the second half. They shot 57, 57.5% in the second half compared to the first half where things didn't go nearly as well. Mm-hmm. The additional length and size helped them offensively as well as defensively. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. And and then AD, beyond you know, this back-to-back 38-point performances from AD, I think it really energized the team to see him gut out what was clearly a painful ankle injury. He was working that thing on the sidelines whenever he didn't play. There was one moment. I don't remember if it was late in the third or in the fourth quarter where AD challenged a shot at the top of the arc. Then the ball got moved. AD sprinted over and challenged a shot in the corner, forced a miss doing that on an ankle like that. I don't want to sound cliche, but that's inspiring. Like that is inspiring to your teammates to see him do that. Uh, Chris Finch said after the game, Anthony Davis quote kicked our ass in every way possible, and that's true. Yes, um, it is. I I I was impressed, you know, with the determination to finish the game. And like AD, he was asked after the game, Davis was, is he going to play on Sunday in Houston? He said, hell yeah. And I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, you know, the Lakers do need to be careful here. They do need to be smart. This um, win bought some time if they need it. Correct. And the way that they're playing right now, you hear LeBron in the in the locker room talking about the Houston game, noting they beat us. Like we are on to Houston. They beat us last time. I'm getting on the plane. We're watching film. I am confident that even if AD has to sit for precautionary reasons, that the Lakers can go in and win that. They are not going to do that twice in a row. I don't um, think so either. I, I so you know I think you can be careful with Davis and go win a game in Houston. 
Um, and if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Um, Shouldn't be that hard like, to do. Just, you just, you know, you can't risk you know, his health when it does look much more, at the very least, like the Lakers are going to be making the play in. Um, you're going to have something to play for. you got to be careful. Um, but for a guy who takes a lot of flack, for his body, for his ability to play through injury and all that stuff. I do think there is something, you know, he hears these things mm-hmm. and he is is very conscious of them and understands where the Lakers are, understands where he are, understands his, where he is, understands his role um, with this team right now. And he wasn't coming out of the game. And, you know, for a fan base that remains periodically Anthony Davis skeptical for reasons that I do think are legitimate, to see this um, and the way that he fueled the Lakers down the stretch, you know, going at Towns, going at Gobert, and and beating those guys while playing on a tender ankle, um, it it says it says a lot. And you know, you look at the you know we're, we're not sure we're recording Friday night. Um, Golden State's still on the floor, playing against San Antonio, who. God bless them. We're putting up a good fight. Um, but let's even let's assume the Lakers or that the, the Warriors do eventually win that game playing at home against a terrible Spurs team. Six is not out of the question. Nope. You know, that leaves them a game and a half behind Golden State. They have the tiebreaker on the Warriors. Um, and you know, that's you beat Houston. You got three games left against you know Houston, Utah, and Utah. Like that should be three wins right there. Um, if you've if you've got your stuff together. So, um, you know, as crazy as it is, as hard as it is to believe that these things are still possible, you know, the Lakers, the six seed is live. It is really live. Look, so is the 10. (laughs) Don't get cocky, but six is live. And the way they're playing, it's, it's you, you picture them winning more games than losing. Will they run the table? I don't know, but you know, we got a game against what Phoenix and one against the Clippers. That's not easy. Nope. But I'm not. I'm not saying they're gonna. I'm not putting any game past them at this point. No. Uh, Want to even go further on something I mentioned before with Anthony Edwards and the night that he had. You know, Jared Vanderbilt was not the only defender on him, but he was on him a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd said that he made Anthony Edwards work. That's really underselling it. Anthony Edwards was four of sixteen for eleven points. Yeah. Um, he didn't score until. A couple minutes left in the first half. Right. Three assists against three turnovers. I mean, he he got worked in this game. And again, it was not all Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt played a role in that. And again, they were defensively, just really, this They team, were really good, Andy, defensively. Like, this is what they have been since mm-hmm. the deadline. They have been the best team in the NBA defensively. So, you know, even in the first half, I thought, where, you know, Minnesota scored, what was it? 30-something in the second quarter, 36 in the second quarter. A lot of that was just like the last three minutes of the first half. Like the Lakers, you know, Minnesota was really hot to start the game. The Lakers kind of methodically worked their way back into it. They got to within, you know, they were tied, they were up, a little bit of this and that, whatever. And then Minnesota goes on that run at the end of the first half, and it makes it, you know, they're back down to a 10-point deficit. It looks really bad, but, you know, that middle section of of the first half, they actually clamped down in ways that turned out to be similar to how they played the rest of the game in the second half. Yeah, it just this was the type of game that whether you are talking about fans, whether you are talking about the franchise, whether you're talking about the people in the locker room, it's just the type of thing that 
it's beyond giving you belief. It gives you like visions of things that could come. And again, nobody should be getting ahead of ourselves. And we are not saying, you know, mark your seat on Figueroa right now. But this is a legitimate team. Absolutely. You know, I've I've heard, you know, it's funny. The Lakers are becoming right now. And this is something I'm sure we can talk about uh, after the Houston win for Monday's show. They're starting to look at you. Look at you. Did I say the Houston win? You did. <laughs> oh my! Wow, <laughs> I calling just, your shots, man. Woo, well, if I they just, don't win, now we know who to blame. But still, yeah, I did. Woo! I, that Look was at you saying we got to take it one day at a time. Can't get ahead of ourselves, but already calling it the Houston win. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. We can't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you know, we got to take it one game at a well, time. As we've said, we've tell people all the time: we can do whatever we want. Fans can do whatever we want. You know, uh, it's the team that really can't get out of themselves, right? But I, I, they're the Lakers are starting to become a very sexy watch out for them. You know, I could see them winning the West type team, and again, I wouldn't go there yet. But the detractors that I hear talking about this again inevitably always bring up, "Ooh, are we, are we really talking about an eight C? We're talking about the scariest." You know, 500 team. It's like, no, man, that's you can't judge anything pre deadline. Yep. Because it just 100%. doesn't matter. Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to watch the show. We will be back after Sunday's Andy called the shot win against Houston. So I guess we, I'm not even sure. Should we record the show now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I want to wait only so we can offer more specific right. details. <laughs> Great you know. game for it. Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, um, but we will we will bring all of that to you after Andy. We tell you about this. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Nissan and Nissan's most electric player of the week. <laughs> that includes Sunday. We're just factoring in Sunday's game I guess, already. I guess maybe I, maybe I should call next week's electric. Right, just player. get it all over with. No. Uh, it's brought to you by the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, and the award goes to Anthony Davis playing on a bum ankle, gutting it out, and that felt like a jolt of electricity for the team. Certainly was for fans. He managed to power up and use his strength, even against a front line of Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Can AD play with smooth elegance? Sure. But sometimes you want to just watch a dude drop the hammer, which AD did. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive and predict the future. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Uh, Lock on Lakers also brought to you by FanDuel, the NCAA tournament, Andy. It's Final Four weekend for the for the women, for the men, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 American dollars. That's $1,000 back in the uh, bonus bets if your first bet – back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up today and claim your no-sweat first bet – then you can wager on everything from the money line to the point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets. You already know who's going to win the Houston game, so just get your money in on that now, I guess. And you can even start spending it because Andy told you how that's going to finish. It's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your first shot at a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars when you join FanDuel today. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, and we will see everybody on Monday. <laughs>